Hi guys, this week it's a practitioner spotlight episode. Uh, we caught up with Fran, who runs the Woodland Pack Company, to chat about her role and her company and what her practice looks like. So enjoy. You're listening to the Forest School Podcast with Lewis Ames and Gemma Sutherland. How are you doing? What's it? Good. Thanks for inviting me on. This, I'm very new to this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it'll be great, I'm sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So how do you two work? Are you uh, partners in this this business or, yeah, how, do, how does it all work? Yeah, we like are business partners, not yeah. like partners yeah let's say i'll say yeah we haven't had anyone i think we've, we've become so like mardy with one another in the woods that people are like no they can't possibly be together no, <laughs> um uh yeah so we've been about oh well four. i joined four years ago and you started six months uh, before yeah, that month. yeah, yeah 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 um and we just work in the woods now having done you know bits of school staff and bits of nursery I used to go and work in and and then we used to run kindergarten and now we're just like in the woods do like home ed lovely Saturday clubs holiday clubs toddler group dream where we all want to be with it (laughs) and so you're working in in a school mostly I am so um my security has been for the last four years I kind of whittle down the days to you know self-employment and get more work of my own um obviously I live in mid Wales so demographically there's not a huge pull for what I'm doing or I haven't kind of got my captive audience yet with my work um so we were doing great up until Covid um had some great contracts but everything just seems to have fizzled out oh which isn't great so I've just had to um go back to school just for the time being I'm still running the odd birthday party we'll do October half term holiday club um but in terms of contracts yeah and I kind of felt like the approach as I've kind of grown with the whole forest school thing that I just didn't want so much to be a pack horse and turning up at schools and delivering heart hearted outdoor learning basically that everybody else thinks is forest school as like a publicity thing because it looks great for them and um yeah so me and my um I say another lady who runs a forest school not too far away um I've put in for some funding through a charity that we work with to um try and get people more to our site um and yeah so kind of get minibuses and things organized um so we can deliver you know I hate the word like authentic forest school or the forest school that that we've you know know and love um so to say so yeah that's where I'm at at the minute I'm just cover supply um cover supervisor so I'm just going in on a Monday and who knows in a, in a secondary school so um and I run forest school transition on a Wednesday okay that was my only contracted day um with the secondary school up until um yeah at the end of last academic year I'd just go in one day a week on a Wednesday contracted post I built up a forest school and done my forest school training um three years ago and decided my um pilot scheme was going to be this transition year seven group um and yeah I've, they're in year 10 now and they go off with Shropshire a local wildlife trust um so I've brought them through for the past three years and now I'm on to a new new group of year seven so it's yeah it's lovely and I went out yesterday Wednesday no day before yeah <laughs> so yeah busy busy lots of change not ideal but I think it's quite nice just to have the time now to um 
evaluate what it is I really want to want to do um, mm -hmm. and obviously we all need a little bit of security at the minute and not sure what's going to happen Absolutely. and I just to be true to my word and just be like I'm not you know giving in and going back to school but it's um a case of having to you know with um finances and stuff so yeah it's a long journey this is just <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's exhausting but it's okay yeah I'm happy with it um for the time being anyway and that's great that the school are investing in Forest School one day. We even for that one group, you know, as a kind of long term provision. Yeah. Um, so so I take them up to year nine. And obviously last year was a bit of a fail because we went into lockdown in March. So I'd just seen my group of year sevens and my year eights. So we've been out for a full term of 10 weeks. Um, so we are doing that continual thing one day a week. But as you know, it's so constrictive in a school environment, mm. you know, two hours. It's a bit of a military operation. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it two hours that you get to uh is it your two hours because we've it's been my two hours yeah two hours but included in that is like well we'll hand them over you've got to get them changed then you need to hand them over they need to be changed at the end so you've lost 20 minutes each side and then you've got yeah. to walk and also we're going to take little billy out for his reading uh, test halfway through and actually no we're going to take about 15 of them out halfway through actually because <laughs> well oh. the the fortunate thing is that they come out period one and two and it's agreed that they come to school in their scruffs, which is great. Yeah. Um, and I just meet them, like them to be involved in, you know, the packing and the logistics of us going out. Because actually we use a nature reserve, which is about a mile and a half walk from school. So mm. nobody can actually claim them back when I've got them. Um, nice. It's great. Um, that's whole, you know, part of it and a huge part of it, really. Um, especially for the first time them going out some aren't used to walking um, yeah, <laughs> that in itself is is great um, and they're seeing the sights and obviously technology can be quite good I always say yeah if you want to bring your phones and actually they just love like taking pictures of the scenery because some of them just haven't perhaps been out you know for walks um, and that's mad because we live so so rurally um, that some of them just don't have those opportunities. Um, so yeah, it's ACE. They are just a small nurture group of around, I have between eight and 10, 12 maybe. Um, I get handed over those kids. I have no, um, no say in who comes out with me. Mm -hmm. um, they're generally like lack, pupil premium, all those labels that schools, mm -hmm. yeah, schools do. Um, so yeah, it's nice, that kind of confidence, low self-esteem group, so yeah just starting out on that journey now so quite late into the term but I've still got 10 weeks between now and and Christmas with them so we'll see how we go with that yeah that's interesting you talking about them bringing their phones because that is often quite a kind of um a controversial topic in forest yeah. isn't it so some people yeah. are like oh this is like the escape from technology no there's no way I'd allow them to have their phones we don't do that yeah. about no uh, I just I do just say purely for, for kind of pictures and capturing those moments because they might want to go home and share it with their parents. Um, yeah. That's quite nice when they've got that visual kind of connection with where they've been today. They can show them or maybe they want to go back there, take their parents at the weekend. Um, I kind of feel if they're using it um, within certain kind of, yeah, they don't tend to have them out playing on them, of course. But yeah, yeah. That, I think, yeah, I kind of encourage that. But yeah. I read a book, um, I read, uh, it's quite it's a couple of years old now, a book called um, Addicted, which is about te social technology and how it works on our brains. And you know, the stuff that's going around now, like, oh, it's the colours of Facebook notifications and it's the blah, blah, blah. And one of the biggest things I was saying was that um, just seeing your phone or like feeling it in your pocket 
is a reminder of of the place that you're not in it's a reminder that your friends are doing something else or that that you might need to share what you're doing and that i think that once i read that i realized that for me that was the distinction is if you're using technology to deepen your engagement with where you are that i think is useful if it's technology that is constantly pulling your mental space back to your peer group or to school or to your work emails or whatever that's when it's detrimental it's that taking you out of a space you know but if, yeah. like I say if it's just photographs that is just deepening your understanding isn't yeah, it yeah or like looking up something like we found an insect and we don't know what it is and we're gonna look it up on our phones and find out more information right here and now instantly we don't have to have a book on us or whatever also i wonder whether there's something about like if you are somebody who is used to having a phone in your pocket yeah. all the time <laughs> and then some uh you know adult who you maybe don't necessarily know very well goes Come on, Georgia, we're going to walk for a mile and a half to a nature reserve now where you've never been, and you know, and you're and you're not allowed to bring your phone either, and you've got to bring it. That is like an maybe for some people that is an extra kind of layer of comfort. It's like, well, I do have my phone, so it's okay. Like if I get stranded out of here, or I want to go home. Wales are scary. Yeah, I just wonder whether it is a kind of like. You know, I wouldn't have, um, I think I'm referring kind of to this last week, really, and going out with them. And one of the kids said, can I take my phone? And I I wouldn't have approached the subject of taking the phone if he hadn't have said to me. And and then I kind of came back with, well, for photographic purposes, yeah, of course, <laughs> that's fine. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where that comes from. Um, but that said, during um, Holiday Club and running my own things, I say leave all electronic devices at home. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's because I take a six plus holiday club and you know I'm with secondary pupils um during the week so yeah yeah I think we have a similar thing where we just most of our work is with primary school children and it doesn't seem to be it's never an issue that's like cropped up particularly we've occasionally had I don't know if you've had any similar things where like uh technology that you wouldn't expect so like a little boy um came in with like a watch and he went oh yeah it takes pictures as well and we were like whoa 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 what is this like, it's just amazing it's like technology that goes beyond what we understand yeah. Adults. yeah it just moves so fast doesn't it you think you yeah you yeah the time the time scale it's, it's mad but yeah so what was your journey into forest school and outdoor learning how have you arrived oh, gosh um so i suppose i've always been I've been brought up with a parent who's a really avid, keen walker. That's my mum. Um, so access to the outdoors and being outdoors, I think, is kind of inherent through her. Um, as a child, though, I do remember, you know, being, quote, dragged around, <laughs> like all these places and not really showing a great huge amount of interest. Um, and as I've grown older, um, I don't know, my awareness of how much it's helped me mentally, I suppose, has been great. Um, I was fortunate to do a bit of traveling in my early 20s, um, which I think kind of broadened my horizons. And then I just wanted to explore, see the world. Um, Much more kind of honed in now on that close kind of relationship with nature for well-being and things personally. And I think because that's my passion and kind of what I'm really keen in, that's just like grown into my business, really. Um, yeah, I trained in 2000, back end of 2017. Um, so really 2018, I suppose, by the time I was all ticked off. Um, so I would say I'm still really kind of new into it. And it is that constant journey, isn't it? You know, which we say 
to the kids they're on like this long-term um journey into forest school it's just not an overnight thing it's about you know monitoring the seasons and just you know I say monitoring I don't I know you mean that awareness you know of just it's just instilled somehow isn't it it becomes instilled and instinctive to kind of just notice and you just become closer and closer and closer um to it uh I was really inspired by um somebody that I met a couple of years ago who was a forest school leader um over in Hereford you probably know Sam runs Rooted and Cambrian yeah. Sustainable yeah so I trained with Sam um through a friend of a friend and, and other things and yeah it just opened it up I went on the five days training and was just yeah just in love and I kind of um ran before I could walk with it really I was working as a, a TA in a secondary school um and yeah, just found, felt like I just wanted to, that's what I wanted to do and build my life around, setting up a business. So yeah, just been growing it really, really organically um, on my own, you know, getting people in as and when to, to help, sometimes family to begin with, um, anything and everything. Um, mm. So yeah, it's been, it's been quite a journey. <laughs> I'm just doing a bit of a, uh, a deep dive on your Instagram, your business, like Instagram, mm. this morning, just having a look. And I, uh you you might disagree with this i yeah. felt like i was looking at sort of where you are now in terms of what you're sharing and things publicly and where you were at the beginning yeah and it looks to me like you've gone from a very like most people do come come out of training and go right i've got sort of a handful of ideas and i know that it's like whittling a wand is a set activity and there yeah. will be structure to it and there will be you know a product and all this and then i look at where you are now and it looks a lot more like you're going like Fucking rock's cool, isn't it? Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a bit of a mishmash, really, of, um, yeah, lifestyle and business all thrown in together. Um, I feel like I live and breathe it, although much more for, for me at the moment and my well-being, I suppose, and state of mind of where I'm at with it all, um, trying to figure out where I'm going just constantly seems to be always the underlying <laughs> thing. Um but yeah, I'm not so kind of precious about it being one thing anymore. Um. <laughs> Find out about CPD courses at childrenoftheforest.com. Check out the podcast links for more details. Yeah, and that really comes across and it's really... um it's really lovely there's a really lovely tone to your posts and so much kind of joy and passion in nature which I think you know as you're saying kind of it's, it's like a mixture of the personal and the business but actually I kind of feel like with forest school there is that is there is a kind of yeah meshing of that isn't there we talk often about like you know you've got the forest school principles and you know to be true forest school it's going to meet these things but then also it's so forest school is really what the leader makes it you know you bring yourself to it don't you it's, it's very holistic yeah. from the leader's perspective and then um, you know you bring your interests and your passions to it so I think that comes across in your Instagram feed in terms of like you know your passion of identifying a mushroom or whatever is kind of illustrating and advertising that that is a benefit that the people who might come to your sessions will also gain from so I think yeah it's I hope I hope people see that um yeah I haven't, you know, it's nice that you've picked up on that um, because it's something I suppose that does lurk in there. You know, what do people think I'm actually trying to sell at the end of the day? You know, 
I'm just selling nature really (laughs) getting people to be um curious and and learn every day there's something to be learned isn't there out there um on a daily basis um which yeah it is very different to to lots of professions I think for us but where if you were say I can't think of a a good example now if you're a uh, uh, a mason or a bricklayer or something you might walk past the building site and you'd be like okay I just need I'm not at work now I'm I'm not interested in that thing but I can't imagine a forest school teacher walking past like a fungus and going like I'm not actually at forest school now so I don't care <laughs> yeah you can't yeah. switch that off yeah if anything it makes it even more I was gonna say it makes it even worse and I mean that in terms of like you, you know if your friends and family who maybe aren't so into nature and you're just going and actually the longer you deliver forest school the more you will like that as a person to hang out with um which some people will be like yeah that's really interesting and people are like oh god it just takes what? you on so many tangents yeah. doesn't it um and I think yeah I'm la- less hell-bent on kind of the whole planning thing so much anymore because I suppose my confidence has has grown in terms of you know today will be what it will be and what we find and and trying to instill that in in kind of young people um, mm yeah it's, it's really lovely you must have a certain degree of confidence to have gone um because you recently went to jurassic coast didn't you and just walked. I did yes yeah little three night stint yeah that was that was great literally booked it on the sunday and um went you know didn't stay in like usual digs really um we'd normally look for you know something you know maybe a bit quirky airbnb i don't know um would have gone camping however my partner was like no storm francis is coming that's not happening <laughs> Yeah. so um yeah I wonder if we'd done as much walking as we had if we'd been camping and that kind of thing um we actually ended up staying in a um guest house <laughs> so um yeah we had a hearty breakfast and all those nice things I suppose in the morning um which was new to me um staying in that kind of um accommodation that meant yeah. we got to explore lots and um have a good breakfast in the morning you know to to get us going and out but um yeah for I say first time in that neck of the woods it's not really I went as a child apparently um don't really <laughs> before, <laughs> sadly um and what captivated me to go there was obviously the the coastline and and walking some of those footpaths and my partner's from Norfolk and we'd been down there um earlier in the year to see his parents and I don't know, after running Holiday Club, I just wanted some sea spray and that kind of, so it was perfect time to go um, after the storm or during the storm, because the storm apparently hit mid-Wales much harder than it did us on the coast, funny enough. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it was ace. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of things do you do? So I feel like, I know a lot of them, we're quite unusual that we run for a school together and we're yeah. kind of a, a team in that way. Um, and you're saying that sometimes you work with another for school yeah. leader. And, you know, friends and family supported you but um I kind of feel like we're getting into that like winter period now where it's like right knuckle in knuckle down and you kind of yeah and you need sometimes um well I talked about it on the podcast before haven't we about like what you kind of need to kind of sustain yourself and keep yourself uh, kind of supported either by the people or through like CPD or your own kind of experiences in nature do you have kind of stuff that you do either regularly or kind of in the diary long term where it's about kind of supporting you um that's funny you say that I find 
you know it's very hard when you're um trying to develop and run a business obviously and that to be your your sole income um to then put yourself through training and all these other things mm-hmm. becomes like further and further out of reach doesn't it and I think that's why you know for me on a daily basis is just going out learning something new in nature or finding something um is something I turn to on a daily basis is making sure I go out get a walk fresh air um all those kind of things um doing a few more kind of zoom um you know, uh, on mushrooms and things with the FSB. I've been in a few of those calls. Um, you know, minimal kind of spend stuff. Um, yeah. Obviously, it is all online pretty well at the moment. Um, yeah, I suppose connecting more. Um, I think you become a in the early stage, you're a little bit precious, aren't you, over like your forest school and what you're doing and, and perhaps mm-hmm. competition and those things. Um, but obviously that's really healthy as, as you grow and develop because you've all got the same interests and obviously you're on the same journey and want to go somewhere with it. So I suppose um, putting the feelers out and trying to connect with other people that are passionate um, or in that kind of field that have share the same passion. Um, oh, what, what do I do? I'm just trying to think. <laughs> there must be stuff you do if you come home from a day of like, I mean, particularly in Wales, I'm going to imagine downpour and wind and you go do you know what I just need to get myself back on an even keel by yeah oh it is normally just going out for some fresh air again (laughs) (laughs) um more so now I'm back 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 in school um I tend to hit the food as well A good call. Yeah. But this uh, is the thing we've said this before. First, we'll give you guilt-free calories. Oh yeah. Because you're like, do you know what? I've been outside in like minus five all day. I can eat whatever I want. Doesn't yeah. matter. I think last September it was like my first year, four days a week, outdoors every day, different settings: preschool, nursery, secondary, primary. <laughs> Taxing. Um, that was a big shock to the system. We had a really wet, didn't we, October? bit like what we could potentially going into now we kind of had flash floods and things around here um and there's a difference isn't there between wet cold and and cold like Chris yeah. cold. um I get really bad chill blains <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah it was it was tough soak my feet <laughs> which is the wrong thing to do when you've got chill blains or put them straight in front of the fire um that's a ritual in our house is is lighting the fire that's all we use for um heat um so that's quite nice. I say that's quite nice when you've been lighting fires all day to come home and think, sweep the ashes, <laughs> be like the fire. Is it? I don't know. Yeah. That's why you haven't got wood in your house now. This my, is like, no. no, it was the days of going. So I would go to work and I would light fires and trying to be do childcare, which uh, there's something in fire that knows if you're also doing childcare and the fire just goes <laughs> like, ha, 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 I'm not going to light. Yeah. And so there was a day of that and then I'd come home and my wife would hand me my child and go, please, could you light the fire? It's cold. And we go, of course I can. And, you know, you just like, go, what is my life now? Oh, it's fires and children. And I think it will be for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. it but, is normally, you know, sit in front of the fire, um, feet in front of them. No wonder I have chill blades. <laughs> and they're going to get progressively worse. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, good food. Like to take my feet. <laughs> um, yeah, just looking after myself, I suppose. Um, it's just amazing how different a, a year 
what can change in a year hey so do you have uh, an idea in your head of like what the next step will be to get um, back to where things i don't want to say to get there but no we're um, not allowed to say isn't it when this is all over and it's yeah because <laughs> yeah, it's it's not and i can't bury my head in the sand with it i i totally um get that um just thinking how i can um move forward like i said we've got some a few funding applications in um ones for the spring and kind of like a basic foraging family um session kind of bringing a generational thing together of older people's stories and um oh, wow. older generation. yeah so that's a really exciting one i perhaps didn't share too much but no it's cool um so that's for the spring and that's looking you know on a saturday to run um for eight months through the seasons identifying a few basic um hedgerow edibles or edible um forest foods and then um maybe cooking something making something to take home you know some recipes things to try at home um so yeah very different to what i have been doing i suppose is that something that you think is um i i, I don't know much about sort of the communities in wales is uh like outdoor foraging is that still a thing i know you said earlier that the children some of them have never been for a walk yeah. but so I live right on the border of Shropshire and England um, in a little town. Um, I say Mid Wales is behind me because I'm literally on the dike. I don't know whether you've ever heard of um, the dike. Um, I live on King Offa's dike. <laughs> yeah, so that separates the border between England and Wales here. Um, the school I work in during the week is actually in England um, and I live in Wales. Um, the holiday club I run is in, Eng is in Wales. Um, in terms of uh, people doing kind of foraging things yeah in kind of like a 40 mile radius we're quite sparse and spread out here um, whether you know I, we should have perhaps done our, our market research beforehand obviously we're looking to kind of um, cut the cost of, of people joining through the um, grant and it'll be a small fee for parents and families to come to these sessions um, I like to think and I think Obviously, with lockdown and, and COVID and it's prevalent that everybody's valuing nature much more and, and wants that for their children. Um, so, yeah, I think hopefully people want to be a part of that and, and learn those kind yeah. of soft skills and those free things that we can forage that are wholesome and feel great afterwards. And yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Like we've had a big uptake in just people wanting to be in the woods haven't we like mm. our parent toddler group has got a waiting list longer than it ever has before yeah. um as you say because people are valuing nature and mm. um, and perhaps yeah if schools are finding it more difficult for whatever reason to get forest school leaders in sadly in this current time then kind of doing what you're doing kind of having family events might be the way to go and i'm sure and that sounds amazing I'm sure i think it's also a, 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 a time that you know being inside for however long you know i know wales's restrictions are a bit stri stricter than england's let's say at the moment um but i think it has given people a time to reflect on their immediate family relationships mm -hmm. and to kind of go you know this isn't something that you can go okay you go off, you go off to school and i go off to work and we see each other for dinner and then we all go to bed and then tomorrow we'll do exactly the same thing you know i think people are looking at it now and going well, let's go to some groups where we all do something together, like foraging, or let's go and do 
um, you know, a hike together or something like that. I think. Yeah, and their relationship with their local patch as well. Instead of going, I'm going to go out for the day and it's going to be miles away and I'm going to do something else, seeing the value in the small things just on their doorstep. Applications for Forest School training are now open at childrenoftheforest.com. Check out the podcast links for more details. Um, I think that's perhaps what I'm trying to show people as well through kind of what I share my content that, you know, you don't really need to go far. Um, it's just that kind of switch in mindset, isn't it? Or is it a switch? I don't know. It's the more you look, the more you find. Um, and yeah, that kind of approach. Um, it's funny because one of the things I am think well, have been thinking, I said until I had children of my own, I perhaps wouldn't do the tots and, and the younger groups. Um, but that is on the cards potentially. Um, I think um, offering something out and I don't know in Wales um, I'm registered with Care Inspector Wales and I see you guys are, are registered with Ofsted and, and other things and trying to um, when I first decided I was going to set up a holiday club in, in Wales I felt like there was just so much red tape um, to do in that because in England you can run a holiday club as you know for 14 days without um, being registered all etc etc whereas in Wales um, the kind of application is is to fit into that childcare box and it becomes much more about childcare than the experience and you know that whole um, <clears throat> yeah ironing ironing that out has been has been tough um, but yeah I'm not sure if I open as a as a holiday club then obviously I'm bound to um, those rules and regulations and stuff and I just wondered how you guys had found that with running forest school under kind of Ofsted and, mm. and things I perhaps should have sent you a so the way that the English system works is that there's two registers and we have uh so there's like a childcare register and then there's an early years register and we've been part of both uh you've handled more of it made my impression is that the childcare one is let's check you're doing safeguarding, let's check you're doing first aid, let's check everybody's safe, but there's very little focus on content. Yeah. And the early years register is, if you have anybody under five? Under yeah, six. five, um, so that they would be in year one. So they can't, you know, if they've been five before the 1st of September. And, that, um, and that's the one that's very like, even if you're a completely off the walls thing, they will still come and expect you to do literacy and maths and the national curriculum and whatever, you know, so that was one of the things with our kindergarten that was quite tricky was because the early years rule, the, the early years inspection framework will say, well, is it a um, text rich environment or are there lots of books on offer for the children to read? And you can't just put, no, it is a forest. You, you know, you have to jump yeah. to certain hoops, which at, at times is more difficult than, yeah. than others. And sometimes like, I think I saw that as a, quite a kind of positive challenge to try mm. and kind of like, and yeah, a lot of the time it didn't feel like a shoehorn. It felt like, oh, okay, I just had a bit like when I was teaching, and I was teaching in secondary for years before I was a forest school teacher. And there was always this kind of like debate going on both in my head and with friends and colleagues about like, oh, I disagree with this system, or this system is a challenge for me. Do I just chuck it all in the bin and leave? Or do I tr try and be like a round peg and square hole and try and like twist it, and like find a loop, not, not loop hops, but find a way to do what I need to do from in that yeah. I, my own way in a way that I think is best for the kids and most of the time I'd say running the kindergarten felt like that it felt mm. like 
okay, I can I can do that without like compromising my own ethos yeah. too badly. Um, if it just means like we're gonna make sure that we put up some signs yeah. like which we did yeah. and make sure that we do this then that's okay and it, maybe it does improve our practice you know it's quite interesting to have that kind of external um thing. the ones that they were kind of like have you thought of and yeah. then it would be like you know have you thought of um having some construction area have you thought of making sure there's something that they can crawl under and then yeah. you go oh god i wouldn't really have thought about crawling yeah. under. maybe yeah. i can build so that that's stuff the, in. um that was the actually framework, wasn't mm. it? The e-work. You found, you know, the positives in it, whereas I kind of went into it. You're asking me to measure the floor space of a woodland? Yeah, That box doesn't apply to me, clearly. Move on. <laughs> Is it well ventilated? And yeah, yeah lots of stuff about fire regulation. Yeah, so how many fire doors were installed in site? And I yeah. had to put zero, and then they were like, well, why have you not got fire doors? I'm like, because we don't have doors. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of feel like there must be, and I'm sure it will increase, you know, in the current situation, the kind of outdoor provision is mm. just going to explode. Um, and I just always felt through the whole process, like Ofsted are going to have to set up a different kind of stream for outdoor provision because yeah. it is like a round peg in a square hole and lots of things don't make sense. And I think the the biggest thing I think we felt with the kindergarten was that we could operate in a way that still we we were proud of and we felt was still mm. really good for us. You could see the benefit for the children. That was so amazing and rewarding. But the thing that was the most stressful from our side was that kind of looming thing of like, because we were told on our pre-registration visit, which was like a four-hour-long, you know, really deep kind of oh, grilling, it she was, was great. Yeah. She was really lovely, and she was like so it was excited. A grilling of the site and a grilling of how of well do you know all of this framework. Yeah. And so we did a lot of hours of preparation for that and a lot of paperwork and fold here, you know, huge thick folders. Um, but then she did say to us, and I did. She was like, "I think this is going to be fantastic. I want to send my grandson. You know, we've got a waiting list. I'm put him on it." But she also said, when you do get inspected in, you know, how it was 18 months at that time and then they made it longer. So you'll get inspected within 18 months. And I really hope that I come because it's going to be great. But I just warn you, you may get somebody turning up in like a yeah, very high heels. <laughs> and they might be like, you let them do what? And so, but the fact that I had that in the back it's of my head gamble, all the time, it? yeah. like, is today going to be the day where I'm going to get the phone call that means that somebody is going to turn up tomorrow in a suit and be horrified? <laughs> and I'm going to have to spend the whole time like defending what we do because mm. we so believed in it and all our families believed in it and they were, you know, I knew they'd back us up, but it's always that kind of little thing of, oh, someone might come along and say, you're doing it wrong, when I knew we weren't doing it wrong. Whereas mm. with the with the childcare framework, it understands it. Yeah, and the childcare um, register is, yeah, pretty straightforward. It is just like, are you keeping everybody safe and well and happy and you're not being an idiot um and you've got all of your yeah safeguarding training up to date and things like it's that. always more daunting everybody said to me about care inspector wales being you know really really strict and um i feel like i kind of breezed through it i had to kind of battle my way with the fact that they wanted me to have a a, a managing a play scheme level three award in in running a holiday club um oh. originally um which was going to be run through Play Wales and I kind of said well I've got my forest school qualification but I still have to have a um so originally the PIC so we have in Wales what's called the person in charge of the setting um mm -hmm. wasn't allowed to be me and I had to find somebody with level yeah. three level five childcare um to be on that application with me um but good job I you know knew some people that could could be a part of that with me um but yeah Yes. Um, I was due my inspection this year, but um, obviously I haven't been running and I only run, you know, um, during the holidays. So nobody's been out to me yet. Yeah. 
Support the podcast today by becoming a Patreon member at childrenoftheforest.com. Check out the podcast links for more details. Yeah. I was going to ask, actually, one of the things that I've written down was that, you know, uh, when I started the business, I was quite often hit with those statistics of like new, but you know, 80% of new businesses don't last six months. Um, you know, you know, we get those scary things and, and they occasionally go, well, one in five businesses in the UK is like over a hundred grand in debt or some, you know, scary stuff like that. But you yeah. seem to be uh, that you've kind of gone through that first 12 months, 18 months, whatever it is. And I was wondering if you had anyone you thought, oh, that's the person or the company or even just like a perspective that's got you to a sustainable business what looking at other people's models and thinking that's where just i want to people, be or just, just people in in your life you know like you say somebody that can step in and say i'll sign that application for you or you know the the person that says oh actually i know a bit, bit of a woodland you know we've all got that network haven't we that yeah people stand on shoulders of Do you know i'm part i'm you know kind of integrated into my community here quite well um which is lovely i grew up um around this area um, albeit kind of left you needed all that kind of stuff and I'm back here and I think what's been really important has been being a part of my community and um, being part of the lo- local walkers are welcome like walking festival and being a walk leader and um, we have what's called a destination Montgomery which is like a tourism trying to encourage people to visit um, our town um, so I think just connecting <laughs> has been invaluable. Um, doesn't matter what business somebody else does, really. Um, but kind of sh- that sharing, you know, I'll help you with that. Would you help me with this? Which I think when businesses are quite small like mine, that's invaluable, really, that support. Um, you know, I had just a message the other day, you know, do you want to be in the the town crier little pamphlet that goes through people's door? You know, people just... You know thinking of me and that's amazing. so that's that's great um that's absolutely. Great. so yeah i didn't think i was such a small town girl but i clearly am <laughs> i think that is one of the that can be a really big um really big a really good sort of string to people's bows is when they are um integrated and connected with a community because it gives you a knowledge about the children that you're going to or the learners that you're going to work with that even if they don't explicitly tell you you know something that's going on you might know that um something's happened in the village last week and maybe you're going to need to build that into your session or something that yeah. if you're completely discreet from your the community you know if you yeah. was if it was a job where you went oh i commute an hour to in, into my forest school you're just gonna i think not struggle but you you're yeah. not as connected are you yeah. yeah i do i rely very heavily on um my immediate audience. Um, we have to travel for everything where we live. So the forest school site or site is um, what is it? Sixteen mi- eight miles each way from from home from where I live. Um, yeah, I think people would like it more immediate right here in in the village, of course. Um, but yeah, it's still always you know. What's hmm, yeah? It's. I'm still I I worry about you know once those kids have kind of grown up you know targeting that next group of of young people um with still wanting to come does that make sense yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah I I don't know still demographically like I said we've got a couple of of schools locally 
um, and very different areas, pockets to where I live. Um, and I think what's really hard is is fact that I am like a sole trader, trader and not a community interest um, and trying to get access to funding to support the community is hard without going through somebody else um, like a charity or whatever that I, I do work alongside. Um, and whether I change my model going forward is, is something yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about. That is a question that comes up a lot on kind of um, for a school Facebook discussion groups. It comes up every, every week, I feel. Mm. And for us, it also comes up regularly, doesn't it? It's like, yeah. you know, what should we... Should we be a CIC? Should we thing. be a CIC? And it's, um, yeah, lots of people kind of questioning it. And I wonder if it should be somehow more... Um, there should be more advice for us. I mean, we're kind of overlooked as a sector anyway, aren't we? So kind of, yeah, I just, um, you know, nationally I've heard of Forest School, they're like, what, what is that? Um, but it it would be good if that kind of was almost like the default model for Forest School. It was like, oh, mm. let me give you some advice. Just become a CRC to, to begin with. Mm. And then I think it's it will be over. Um, but I don't know if that's true. I don't know. Is it harder to change now that you've, you know, done all that legwork? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Or um, it's not like we do it for the love of the money anyway, you know, or yeah. and so much goes back into to building it up. And uh, I think the costs in what we do are, are really overlooked by outsiders, maybe. And, you know, mm. we are using nature and natural resources, but it's still got to be secure and safe and it is quite kit heavy, can be, yep. and um, there's a cost, isn't there, to that? <laughs> yeah, and it's making things affordable for families and, yeah, and, and I, as well. And I feel like um, trying to find that balance is hard. You know, I've got this set price and it's not accessible to everybody. And I wanted this to be accessible, but it's so hard to make it accessible <laughs> for everyone without um, some kind of support or funding, really. Um, and I'm sure, yeah, you've been through that yourselves with um, setting yourselves up. But hopefully, you know, like I said, it's my business has grown through word of mouth and, and community, really. Um, mm. I definitely don't think I get business through um, my captive audience. My local community are my Instagram followers by any means. They're my Facebook followers. <laughs> and, but I have a, a deeper connection with um, Instagram. I think it's that visual mm visual thing um, yeah i think we could say that, that was one of the main reasons we got in touch with just that your instagram is so i can't think of that word than captivating it is just very pleasing to look at whenever stuff comes up it's, yeah. you know. <laughs> i think i don't know it might stem my degree was in um applied art so kind of like that creative um yeah. sketchbook journaling kind of used to do lots of that sticking you know cutting <laughs> That's kind of scrapbooky thing, although it's much more can be much more polished in in my Instagram, and that's frustrating as well. I think that we get into this everything being polished when actually what we do is bloody messy, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only people could see that kind of beauty as well, that as beauty as well. Yeah. Okay, we're going to start a joint Instagram, and it's just called Actual Forest School, and it's all blurry <laughs> photos, and like there's mud on the camera. Kids crying. In, <laughs> in, in the side, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be like photos, photos of children who uh, have been trying to use a flint and steel on a fire striker for uh, like 500 times and still haven't got a spark out of it. It's just their face 
just their face of like, pure <laughs> frustration, like, I hate like, yeah, snap. Can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, the moment after, well, I'm afraid we've only got one axe. And the look of that kid being like, wow. <laughs> We've run out of cotton wool. Yeah, that yeah. is the last bit of cotton wool. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that um, is kind of sad that we're not even, you know, I'm guilty of, of not um, always showing that kind of rawness of what we do or be able to express it through like language and um, words. Mm. But there we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much for um, giving us a bit of your Friday afternoon. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add or that we should have asked you? Oh, no, no, it's just been um, nice to be offered and, and um, given the opportunity. Um, it's been great. Yeah, no, so no other people, questions. But if people have had a listen and, uh, and want to find out a bit more about what you're doing, or where yeah. can you go? They can um, find me at the Woodland Pack um, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all those other things. Um, I can't say it's all current, um, but yeah run a holiday club here in mid wales if anybody really wants to drive <laughs> <laughs> um yeah passionate about getting children outdoors and and connecting even adults everybody um should just do it for their their mental health and well-being although if everybody did it then there'd be no space for, <laughs> for, right. for us all we'll, we'll Some do need to go to the cinema and do other things <laughs> but yeah well thank you we'll have a lovely afternoon thank you and i might um drop you a line at some point maybe for some advice or, or other things hopefully we've yeah, connected that's, that. that's okay to do that um yeah. okay all right cheers bye, -bye. bye. <laughs>